Welcome back to another episode of A Galaxy Far, Far Away, the Star Wars History Podcast with me, John. I have for you a special Star Wars Day episode in honor of Star Wars Day, May the 4th being this past Monday. I worked real hard, had a quick turnaround on getting this episode out to make sure that we all could enjoy it as soon as possible after the holiday. I was able to convince some special guests to join me on the episode a little later where we'll talk about our favorite Star Wars movies, but first let's talk about the history of Star Wars Day. This is a history podcast after all. The original Star Wars movie was released on May 25th, 1977, so that came three weeks after May the 4th, so the pun on the phrase may the force be with you that pops up in the movie wasn't really applicable yet the first recorded instance of someone using the may the fourth be with you pun is actually not really related to star wars at all it turns out on may the 4th of 1979 margaret thatcher took on the job as prime minister of the united kingdom and it seems that her political party took out a congratulatory ad in the London Evening News saying, May the 4th be with you, Maggie. So maybe Margaret Thatcher was a big Star Wars fan, or at least the people in charge of the PR for her party were. And at the time, Star Wars was still a huge phenomenon in 1979, so everyone would have gotten a kick out of that, I imagine. There's not really evidence of any major usage of it until the really increase in popularity of social media in 2008 with Facebook becoming a really big thing. Uh, it's easy to find a lot of instances of Luke Skywalker Day using that phrase, may the fourth be with you. And then in 2011, the first organized Star Wars Day celebration took place in Toronto Ontario, Canada, at the Toronto Underground Cinema. They had Star Wars trivia, a costume contest, and screenings of tribute films, fan films and remixes, and things like that. And then I think the popularity of the holiday and the phrase really took its biggest spike in 2013, the year after Disney purchased Lucasfilm and the rights to Star Wars in late 2012 so then 2013 may 4th disney really started launching a whole bunch of events and festivities at their theme parks as well as online and ever since then there have been a lot more pushes by them for example this past week may the 4th 2020 disney released the finale of the series the clone wars animated tv show as well as releasing the most recent Star Wars film, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, both on Disney Plus simultaneously on the same day. These days, it's become pretty popular among us nerds. Everyone who's a fan of Star Wars typically has some tradition they follow celebrating the day. Everyone celebrates it in a different way. And I reached out 
to you, my listeners, to see how some other people celebrate Star Wars Day. My friend Pat, who will be a guest on this episode, told me that he would celebrate Star Wars Day by listening to the most recent episode of this podcast, which, if that is true, is very flattering. Thank you, Pat. I also got some good feedback in the audience interaction section of my website, swgalaxypodcast.com. That is a feature that I plan on continuing to maintain, and so feel free to head there with any comments or feedback about the show or Star Wars as a whole, and I'll be able to interact a little bit more closely with my listeners. Ray says that they watched The Empire Strikes Back to celebrate May the 4th, as well as the upcoming 40th anniversary. Thank you, Ray, for reminding me. This is the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back being released. It came out May 21st, 1980. So you can also watch it again on May 21st on the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back coming out. Matt says that, coincidentally... May the 4th is his dog's birthday, so he can celebrate Star Wars Day and his dog's birthday on the same day. And he doesn't have to work, so he's going to play fetch in the living room while the Mandalorian plays in the background. I think that's a great way to spend Star Wars Day and happy birthday to his dog, Charlie. Tanuki says, I'm going to cry into a pint of ice cream while watching the last episode of The Clone Wars. Crying emoji. The Clone Wars TV show is actually really great, and I don't blame him at all for being sad about that. And Josh says that they try to do a marathon on or around Star Wars Day each year, and always likes to do Galactic Conquest campaign on Battlefront 2. That is, I imagine, the Battlefront that came out in 2005 for PlayStation 2 and Xbox. I love that game. I still have it. It holds up. It's very enjoyable. Josh also adds that people misremember Attack of the Clones being bad, but it really is a great film. And you know, everyone likes different things in movies. We're all entitled to our own opinions, which we'll discover when we have our guests on to talk about all of their favorite Star Wars movies as well. Personally, I try and celebrate Star Wars Day every year, but I don't necessarily always do the same thing. I'll always usually try and watch at least one of the movies. This year, I went a little bit crazy, maybe. Um, there are so many Star Wars movies now. If you include the side stories outside of the numbered episodes with Solo, Rogue One, and the animated Clone Wars movie, we're up to 12 Star Wars movies, which is... A whole lot to be watched in one sitting in one day. So this year, what I chose to do is broke it up over a Star Wars weekend. On Saturday the 2nd, I watched The Phantom Menace Episode 1 and Attack of the Clones Episode 2. Then on Sunday, I watched Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and Solo, which is the movie that comes next chronologically there. And then on Star Wars Day itself, I watched Rogue One and followed it up with the Family Guy Star Wars trilogy, which I think is actually a really great 
condensed version of the original trilogies that also there's a lot of great humor pointing out some of the inconsistencies and plot holes throughout the episodes. I also went and ran 11 miles for the 11 Star Wars movies, not counting the animated Clone Wars movie, so I should say the 11 theatrical movies, as well as getting invited by my friend Dan, who will be a guest on this show, to join him and some friends in a live online Star Wars trivia contest, which was a lot of fun as well. And so without further ado, let's bring in my panel of experts. This is a group of very good friends of mine from college back in Iowa. We all attended St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa, Gobies. They all very sportingly agreed to be on the podcast with me, so thank you all. I will let them introduce themselves and tell all of you listeners about their favorite Star Wars films. Hello, my name's Pat. My favorite movie is Force Awakens. It's mostly because I think I grew up with the prequels and while those were cool, because I was the same age basically as Anakin, as I got older, he got more annoying looking back on him. But I liked the plot of the originals, but the like graphics and stuff is from the 70s and 80s, and it's a lot slower pace of a movie. So then Force Awakens, even though it is basically New Hope with better graphics, that's kind of what I'm looking for from a movie. Yeah, I mean, there really is no denying that the effects of the movies have gotten a whole lot better as time has gone on, from the originals being high-tech for their age, but not really holding up necessarily, the prequels getting a little bit better, the graphics and effects of the newest movies, I have to admit, are top-notch. What about you, Tommy? Hey, I'm Tommy Bims. Uh, so I'll, my favorite movie is Return of the Jedi. So, I mean, some of the main things I liked about it was that Luke already knows how to use the force for the most part. You know, you don't have to, it doesn't drag on with him learning about, you know, this and that he comes in, you know, swinging the first time we see him, like he's already using mind tricks and, you know, he's got a plan uh, of how to, you know, take care of things in Jabba's hideout. And then, uh, you know, Han and Leia, that whole relationship is kind of fleshed out. You know, that sets us up for the Kylo Ren thing in the future. And then, you know, it's a good redemption story. You know, Vader, you know, Anakin, you know, he gets his chance to come back and rede redeem himself for uh, all the awful things we saw him do in the first three movies. Uh, and then the evil things we saw him do as Darth Vader. And plus, who doesn't like a good Ewok here and there? You know, they're cute, they're cuddly, they'll also kick your ass. I am right there with you, Tommy. I couldn't imagine anything much worse than being bludgeoned to death by a teddy bear wielding a stone hatchet. The pressure is on for my next guest, my friend Dan, because he is an actual freelance movie critic. He's got a YouTube channel that you can check out called Dan at the Movies, where he posts movie reviews for all of the hot films. You should definitely check it out. Take it away, Dan. Okay, you probably can't see it, but my favorite movie is The Force Awakens. For all of you who can't see, because this is a podcast, not a YouTube video, 
Dan came ready wearing a Force Awakens hat, of course. <laughs> and my reason why is because, so the Force Awakens came out in like 2015, and it were, there was a, like a 10-year break from Star Wars. And we were all, I mean, Star Wars fans were just itching for more Star Wars. It was uh, invigorating when they, um, even though it's like kind of a, a rehash of New Hope in some ways, um, a lot of ways, J.J. Abrams done a really good job of like amping up the the, the visuals of the movie. Um, there's a really cool, I, in my opinion, my favorite, one of my favorite villains in Kylo Ren. I think he's a really dynamic character. It's cool to kind of see not a perfect villain right right off the bat and someone that's developing and growing. And, and it was cool to see a live action uh, female Jedi. So I think there's just a really a lot of really cool new aspects introduced into the franchise that uh, made me excited personally about uh, Star Wars again. Very well stated, Dan. Good points you make there. What do you think, Charlie? All right, my name is Charlie. I had the pleasure of being John's roommate in college, um, all through college. Good times. Uh, I would have to say my favorite Star Wars film is The Phantom Menace, which is kind of unfortunate because after rewatching it recently, it was a bit of a pain in the butt to get through, but still the favorite, primarily because for me, it was really my first Star Wars film. Uh, I had seen the original three when I was much younger, but they didn't really hit home. They didn't quite do it for me as far as like, really igniting that love for Star Wars and the franchise and the whole story. Also, Darth Maul. Don't have to say much more than that. Uh, probably one of the best villains in all of Star Wars, even though he wasn't on screen for a whole lot of time, at least in the movies. Yeah, I think Darth Maul also is awesome. I remember when I was nine and saw episode one in theaters, he comes out, red and black face, horns. Suddenly his lightsaber has two blades. I'm like mind blown as a nine-year-old. It was so cool. And to this day, I think it's super cool. And the music for the fight between Darth Maul and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, I think it's a great song as well, which adds to the drama and the action. And last but certainly not least, we have my friend Chris. My name is Chris. My favorite Star Wars movie is A New Hope. I think it's an extremely well-rounded movie, not only being the original and changing the culture of science fiction in America. I think it's a very independent movie on its own. Not necessarily needs to be part of a trilogy, but it can stand alone as its own movie extremely well. I think it was extremely ahead of its time. I know there's the new movies, and I don't think those quite quite hold up. Um, there's just too much pizzazz for me. I like the uh, the old stuff, so new hope. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. Maybe I'm just nostalgic, but I think that more and better effects don't necessarily make the movie better. I'm more of an original trilogy lover myself as well. As far as what my favorite of all of the movies is, I tend to agree with Tommy my favorite is also Return of the Jedi. Not the most popular choice. The Ewoks get a lot of flack. But I think that Return of the Jedi does a great job of 
fulfilling the coming of age of Luke as a fully-fledged, finished training Jedi, as well as completing Anakin slash Darth Vader's redemption arc that's really been going from the prequels, from episode one, the six-movie story arc all about Anakin Skywalker's fall and ultimate redemption, which is really the culmination of a good story. Also, I really enjoy the musical score of Return of the Jedi. There is great music when they're on Tatooine and are fighting above the Sarlacc pit at the beginning of the movie. Also, the music during the attack on the second Death Star is great, I think. And of course, because all of Star Wars would be incomplete without Admiral Ackbar and arguably the actual most quoted phrase from the Star Wars franchise. It's a trap! That is, however, just my opinion as regards the numerical episodes of Star Wars. I would say that Rogue One is pretty close to being my absolute favorite among all of the Star Wars franchise movies because they take a story about something where you already know how the story ends. The story being about stealing the plans to the Death Star, and if you've seen the original Star Wars movie, it begins with them already having stolen the plans, so you know in Rogue One that they somehow succeed, but they still manage to make it a very dramatic, compelling, and emotional movie, which I enjoy a lot. My friend Ben was unfortunately unable to join the call, but he sent in his submission for favorite Star Wars movie. He says it's a tie between The Phantom Menace and The Empire Strikes Back. The Phantom Menace is a great movie for painting an expansive backdrop and giving the world context and world building. He enjoyed seeing sports. The pod racing is amazing. I wholeheartedly agree. I love that part of The Phantom Menace. Uh, he likes seeing politics, religion, and history to give the Star Wars universe a lot more vibrancy. And in his mind, The Empire Strikes Back is the exact opposite. It's a great, all caps, great adventure story that only hints at the bigger world. The main settings are Hoth, Bespin, then the Millennium Falcon. The story is very limited and action-packed. Both, he thinks, lack what the other does perfectly, and he has hopes that the one-shot Disney movies like Solo and Rogue One can continue to meld the good aspects and elements of those movies together into one. Thanks again to all my friends for participating. You listeners may hear from them again in the future. Who knows? Also, I forgot to mention that when I went for my 11 Miles for 11 Movies run on Monday, I loaded up my playlist for my music with all of my favorite Star Wars songs from throughout the movies. Because Star Wars just has like the best musical score of all time. John Williams is a genius. The way he can paint a picture, tell a story just with music, and make it so memorable and iconic is incredible. Like the Imperial March, Darth Vader's theme song is just synonymous with evil now. And all because of that movie. Thanks again, everyone, for continuing to tune in and listen. Tell your friends who like Star Wars about it. 
They can listen to it anywhere that they would listen to any other podcast. It's on Stitcher, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy it, rate it if you can. I know some services there isn't a rating system, but I know definitely on Apple Podcasts you can rate it and you can leave reviews there as well. Continue to reach out, interact on the website or by email, swgalaxypodcast at gmail.com. And may the force and the fourth be with you.